Welcome to the What's In My Head podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and thanks for checking out the audio format of our show. If you want to watch these episodes, check us out on YouTube. Just type in youtube.com slash what's in my head podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as I bring you a piece of your childhood each and every week. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button here as well as on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. That's where I'll ask you, the fans, to drop a question or two for our upcoming guests. You can find us on social media by searching at In My Head Pod. If you're digging the content, leave us a rating and review as that helps us and other fans of pop culture find us. Enjoy the show. Welcome to What's In My Head Podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and today I am gathered, man. We both fucked up on the intro. Today I am joined (laughs) by Ricky from Spoiler Force Podcast. Ricky, part two, how are you feeling? I'm excited, man. Honestly, like this is my first time doing something like this, and when you brought up this idea, I was just... I was like, I never thought of this. Like when I, whenever I do podcast collaborations, it's always like, all right, you hop on one episode of mine and I hop on one, one of yours, but mm-hmm. to do like a joint podcast like this, it's very different to me. I never thought of it. And then like one of my buddies who does podcasting too, he was like, yeah, uh, Kevin Smith does that too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I guess it works. I, I just never thought of it. It never came to my mind. I've been doing this for like a little over two years and I never thought of it. Well, like I said, I, I get all of this information either from my tech dude, Larry, where he'll send me just links and links and links of stuff on how to how to get your name out there, what tags to use when you put YouTube videos up or, you know, what to really hit on or where to post, when to post and all this other crazy shit. And then just listening to podcasts, because that's all I do, like I mentioned. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is part two. You're going to have to go to Spoiler Force Podcast to get that. All of the links will be in the bottom when this is released. You'll be able to see part one and part two same day. Um, same time, same bat channel, all that shit. Right. So, um, yeah, I just heard him. He's like, this is how you build, you know, a community. This is how you build followers and listeners and all this other shit. You jump on people. They're like-minded. You know, we both have pop culture S you're, you're more in one thing than I am in another thing, vice versa, but you guys all have common ground. So it's like, you might as well jump on there and you do a spot for one and then you both promote it. And then you go and jump on the other one and you both promote that. And then you're forcing, not forcing, cause it makes it sound like we're twisting people's arms to go watch these videos and no, nobody's <laughs> twisting arm to watch a video. It should all be fun. Um, but you're, you're kind of forcing in a sense the audiences to go and try out something that they might not have tried um like i gave you know my hero in academia such a huge i shit on this place like i said in the first episode i did not give this the fair shake that it deserved and kind of eat my own words at this point so you know i thought about it it sounded and i was like shit man it sounds cool and then you started talking about my hero like we were doing on your last episode and i'm like well fuck man i can do this this is fun this is the easiest part of the day is just sitting here talking to like-minded people man um and kind of where we ended was with Bakugo. And I talked so much on this past podcast, so I'm going to turn the rings. I'm going to push the mic towards you this time. Um, I want to know how you got started into this. And then we'll get back into the Bakugo part two talk. Yeah, so how I got started into uh, just podcasting, um, I honestly, like, it was in 20, the end of 2015, 2016, around there. I had no idea that it ever existed. I, I, when I think about it now, it's just like almost like radio sort of, but not just, it's not like at a station, like it's getting similar, but I never thought of just talking to the screen or a mic or recording it and just uploading. I, that never came across my mind before. So um, one of my buddies who is, uh, he went to like a tech school for like digital arts and, and uh, um, shout out to my boy, Andrew Lehman. He, he's the one that's put me on uh, podcasting. So we, kind of just uh, linked up together. He, uh, he's been like a good, good friend of mine for, you know, the past 10 years. And he's like, Ricky, we need a third guy on, on this, on our podcast that we want to do. And we, we want someone's perspective. That's not really into comic books, but someone who knows comic books. And at that time I was just getting into comic books again. So I had, I had very, like I, I, my opinions are very just like general public, you know, yeah. just regular people, like people who don't really know. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. You know, and I'll just fill up the space. And then by the time I knew it, we, we started up, uh, it was called Pop Luck Podcast. Um, we, we, we started that. It was me, my buddy, Andrew, and another associate. And uh, we did it for like a good year and a half or so. And, um, you know, just, I, I guess timing was just bad. And like, we, we were recording episodes um, every other week and scheduling was getting in the way. And then we, we all just kind of had our own thing going. So I, I guess we had to just part ways 
or not really part ways, but stop podcasting. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like, like I've said in the, the part one of this, of our collaboration, I, I, Rob Paulson was a big, big motivator for me. And I, I was just at work listening to his podcast and, um, you know, hearing him talk with like, the voices of like, you know, uh, actors like Dante Bosco, uh, James Arnold Taylor, Billy West, you know, hearing him talk and just being so expressive, I was like, man, I, I need to do something. You know, I, I ain't doing shit from coming home from work. <laughs> I need to, I need to be creative. So podcasting, I already had like a little feel of it already. So I was like, I, I told my guys, I was like, Hey, you know, let, let me, let me uh, run the pop luck page for a little bit, you know, just to get me started. Cause we, we had like, at not even like, not even 300 likes at this point, but it, we were just stagnant. We weren't posting anything. So uh, in March of April, I, I started coming up with ideas. I was doing, you know, very simple thumbnails and stuff like that. And then in uh, May of 2019, I, I, launched my first episode um and uh, i was doing like comic book reviews and movie reviews it was just all solo stuff just me i, I, I literally recorded on my my iphone mm. had these little you know clip on mics um and then gradually i i started pulling in like some actor friends of mine i had a cousin who was in the movie grand torino so he talked about his experience with clint eastwood great movie like um, yeah and I had a, another friend who's like a, 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 like a, I guess he has a, his own local film team in Michigan here. Um, shout out to uh, what's I'm, they're going to hate me for, but for not remembering their, their crew. <laughs> That's like so much going on in my we head can, right now. We can do a real shitty, like you know, keep everything out. And then we put in like the nicest ad that production company was such and such, such and such at this point, you can call them at this number. We'll just do something like that. If you want, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, shout out to my boy, Chin. Like don't know who I'm talking about. Chin Mong Yang. Shout out to him. And, uh, but yeah, he, he was like my second guest. We talked about films and, and acting and, and stuff like that. And then I, I, I guess just like, you know, being in the Hmong community too, there's tons of content creators out there that was like inspiring me too. like, uh, that really motivated me. So I was like, man, I, I need to jump on getting some guests because, you know, doing the solo stuff, I had like one or two episodes do, solo that kind of like got a, not even traction, but like it got people noticing who I was. Mm -hmm. So uh, people were like, Oh, Ricky, you podcast. I didn't know you did that. So I was like, all right, I got to start pulling some guests. And then uh, I, I reached out to like, you know, some international people like uh, Benjamin Nuss. He's a German jazz player for like a jazz musician for like the Final Fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I had like uh, the Final Fantasy Union podcast. They're, they're the most like downloaded Final Fantasy themed podcast. And they're from the UK. Them, uh, Rachta Lynch, she's an artist, like a lot of Comic-Con pop culture kind of guests, you know, that's yeah. a lot of artists and stuff like that. So I was pulling them and then, uh, yeah. And then once I, I think I hit like my one year mark, uh, earlier this year around in May. And I was just like, I, I wanted to, I, I something sparked. I just like, I, I want to get more podcasters on, on the, on my podcast too, you know, to, to learn and build a community. Cause I think that's what, that's, what's really the hardest part is like, um, you see these groups, they're all like sub for sub and, and play for play. And I'm like, ah, that does, that's not really helping you, man. So, you know, and that's how I came across you, you know, just like finding people and, and working with other podcasters and yeah that's that's how i got to where i'm at now it, it's just I mean, when i think about it man it doesn't even seem that long ago like almost almost two years into doing this two to three years doing this on my own um editing um i, I had like one friend do like my thumbnail or my logo but other than that like all the audio editing video editing that's i do that all on my own that that's fantastic because i tried so when, like I told you on the last one, I started out doing, you know, my vanilla gorilla kitchen, right? My whole goal, I was going to open up a food truck earlier this year. Um, and then like once the shutdown, everything like that started, I was like, I, I can't do this. They tell you when to go home. They tell you you can't and you can't serve. They're taking your livelihood, you know, which is like a blessing in a sense, because it's a lot of money to start, you know, a food truck. It's a lot of money to work in this, I mean, over 50% of restaurants close within their first year, you know, that's including food carts to food trucks, to restaurants, to actual brick and mortar places. Um, so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise, but I can't remember where I heard it or who said it. it. It had to have been, you know, either the Rogan podcast or you'd brought up Kevin Smith earlier. Um, it, it's funny because Kevin Smith has played such a huge role in my development as far as both podcasting 
but in a sense that I was doing something that I wanted to do when it came to cooking. I've been wanting to do this since I was 12. I wanted to be a chef. Um, and I was listening, I was listening to one of his episodes, um, on Hollywood Babylon. And, uh, you know, he goes, if you're not doing whatever you love right now, and it was right, right after his heart attack, I believe. Um, he's like, if you're not doing what you love right now, what the fuck are you waiting for? Um, you know, it, it, life is too young. He's like, I almost died. Right. And I, I'm, I got to do everything I wanted to do. And he's like, if I would have died at that point in time, I, I couldn't have been mad because I got to do and say everything I wanted to say. And then, you know, flash forward a couple months later when everybody tell or a year later or whatever it was, everybody tells you to go home. You don't have anything to do here anymore. You, you can't cook for people. People aren't coming into restaurants. Um, I heard Rogan podcast and he was like, there's nothing worse than being an artist. Right. And not having anybody to say what you're trying to say, whether it be painting, you don't have anybody to show that painting to. You don't have anybody, if you're a singer, you don't have anybody to sing to. You know, me as a chef, you don't have anybody to cook for, right? So I needed a change. I needed something. And that's really how this came into it. And like I told you in the last one, when, when Kobe died um, and I heard that Joyner Lucas song, you got to give me the roses while you're here. And like I said, I've only been doing this for a couple months. And this is the most fun I have ever done anything. I mean, with the exception of a few things that I won't mention here, but it, it's generally free, you know, for the most part, I use zoom. Um, my guy, Larry, uh, he, he's the, the best fucking tech guy anybody could ask for. You know, he's always sitting here saying, Hey, well, you should do this better. You should do this to do this. I mean, we, if we try this, you know, it's always having nice to bounce somebody off, you know, bounce ideas off of. And that's what I loved when I reached out and you reached back and you're like, yeah, man, fuck it. Let's sign up for a collab and we'll do something. And this has been one of my favorite podcasts that I've done so far. And it's just us laughing, joking, shooting the shit about stuff is stupid. You know, I don't mean to diminish my hero, but it's just something simple and dumb as a fucking cartoon, man. And we're just sitting here talking about it because it elicits an emotion, elicits a feeling out of us. And then you have a different way of looking at something than I do. And to see why you like something or see how you like something that I like as well. And it's differing opinions. You get to see, something that you wouldn't see if it was just you watching it. And that's what really leads back to having, you know, being an artist and having something to say and nobody to say it to. Right. So, you know, I really enjoy the whole podcasting. And like you said, that podcasting shit, share for a share, sub for a sub, like for a like review for a review is dog shit. It's just, it, it makes no sense. Like I want feedback. I want to know what I can do better. I want to know how I can make this look better. I want to know how to reach a bigger audience. I want to know what people are really thinking about what I'm trying to say. Um, and you get it by doing shit like this. And like, like I said, it's just been fun, man. Yeah. It's, you know, like, like you've said before, man, it's just got to find people with common ground. And for me, um, what's, what's worked for me was just finding people who were willing to work with me. Like yeah. we could talk about, or we could have totally different interests, but as long as the conversation was in, is engaging for me, like I, I'm, I'm down for it. You know, I, I, I take my time and do my homework on, on the guests that I have, you know, sometimes, yeah, there, there's going to be a few hiccups in some episodes where I don't know what to ask, but uh, that's the point of podcasting. You know, that's how you learn how to, how to it's talk how to people. Yeah. And I think it, it's so funny to me because like before, when, you know, when I think about how the adults uh, uh, now we're like you know we used to go outside and play and, and talk to people you know like kids these days don't even know how to talk to yeah. other people we're, we're all on our phones it's all social media so podcasting to them is like wow it's a whole new thing man so i'm just like we're in we're in that generation we're just like we're in both like we we knew what it was like to go outside and play yet we grew up with the internet so it's not it, it it's a whole new thing and it's just it's it's wild yeah. So just to keep it back to what we we're doing, um, you know, so we were talking about my hero and Bakugo having so many layers. When you see a character like who was your favorite character again? I know we, we jumped all over the place there. So did you lock it down to Bakugo or was it just Kaminari or not? Was it not Kaminari? I'm sorry. Um, Tokoyami. Tokoyami. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, OK, well, student wise, it's, it's Bakugo. <laughs> excuse me it's a uh, bakugo and uh, tokoyami for sure but as the uh, adults or pro heroes it's definitely um fat gum and, oh he's uh, so fantastic yeah fat gum and endeavor and then you know you can't hate on the big three man lamillion tamaki uh, haro like those three are, are phenomenal i mean and, and you know i think i think lamillion though man when, when i first read him about his stuff in, in the manga i was like and he lost his quirk 
Dude, it was so hot. It was so oh, hot. It was heartbreaking. I was like, like, why write this great ass character just to lose that shit? I'm like, oh my god. And then that's what makes me again my love and hate with Deku. I was like, man, Deku doesn't deserve this shit, man. Like he should have gave, you know, one for all to to uh, Lamillion, or Lamillion should have deserved it. But you know, at the same time, I go back and rewatch my hero and go back and reread certain chapters. And then you kind of see like, yeah, Deku, uh, he, he deserves it too. And Lemillion is already, and then that's, what's great about my heroes. Like Lemillion, as much as folks want him to have one for all, he was already great with his yeah. quirk. He's an established hero. Like he is already good. And I think a lot of fans kind of forget that. Like he, it's not that he needs to get one for all. It's like, he's already great. It, it's really just about Deku who, who needs to grow and be great like that. And I, you know, we talked about Bakugo. Bakugo is just so he's already like Bakugo. I think Bakugo is steps ahead of Deku though, when it comes, to, when it comes to being a hero, because um, there are moments in the show where, where Deku is willing to die, but then he doesn't, he's not tactical like yeah. Bakugo, you know, Bakugo thinks things through like the, when we, we left off with them doing the exam with all my, and Deku is telling him, like, we need to plan things out and fight All Might differently. Baka goes, like, gets upset. And he's like, you idiot. There's no way we can fight this guy. We have to fight and move. Yeah. And Midori is just sitting there like, oh, shit, I didn't think of that. You know, so, like, that's why I like Bakugo, man. He's already, he was already steps ahead. He just didn't want to work with Deku. <laughs> it, it's, it's always great when you see, you know, What's great about shows like this and it, what's great about shows that really center around teenage kids, because we were all teenagers at one point. We all had these feelings of insecurity. We had these feelings of like, oh, does she like me? Oh, she's really hot. Does she, is she into me? No, I'm not really into her. Maybe she's, in, you know, so we have these commonalities between us as people because we're all the human race, right? You know, no matter where we come from, we're all at one point in time insecure. We're all you know, self-deprecating. We're all, you know, just looking to be accepted or looking to be loved. And then that's what makes these characters so endearing is that it, it, it's, I can see myself in these characters and I can see myself in almost every single character. Everybody's had a pervy moment like Minerva, right? Just you know, grape juice, whatever his fucking name. I can never remember his, <laughs> his name, grape juice. Got a fantastic name because I love grape juice and grape jelly and all that other shit. Um, but, you know, we've all had moments where we're like, ooh, man, she's sexy. I wonder what, you know? So we all had that moment. We've also had that moment where Bakugo just completely blows up or we've all had that whiny little bitch moment, the Deku. That was like everybody's huge. Like whenever I start watching the show, everybody's like, you're going to hate the first six episodes. The main character is a pussy. You know, you're, just, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna like it. They're like, if you could skip the first ep six episodes, and I said, I'm watching. I'm like, I love, I love, I, I've, I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to play basketball professionally when I was younger. So I can, I can, like I said, I can see myself in this character in Deku. It doesn't matter how tall I would be or how fast I was. You know, it's just people are made for certain things. And with me being six two, six three, and you know, a chunky little white guy. Um, I wasn't going to be in the NBA. I wasn't going to play college. I played high school, you know, so I could, I could see myself in Deku. I wanted something so bad, but it was always just out of reach. Right. So I start, you know, seeing the way they think, the way they move, the way they, they, they feel the way they, you just co-inhabit, cohabitate with all these other characters. And I'm like, I can see myself in every single one of these characters. And I think that's such a great, um, like a sticking point or a great, this what's great about this writer, this creator that made this fucking outstanding show. And like we said, the last podcast, everybody has a moment to shine and everybody has a purpose and what's better than having a purpose. So. Yeah. I think, I think just the, the use of these characters and because, you know, there's so many animes of different with a variety of characters, like Naruto is my favorite anime. So there's, you know, you got Naruto, Sasuke, and then, you know, like guys like Rock Lee, who was one of the favorites, Gara. But then when it came down to it, it's always just going to be Naruto and Sasuke. But when you look at my hero, man, they don't really use power scaling like that. So everyone wants to root for their hero. Everyone wants their, their character to have a big moment. And I think that's what, again, like we said before, it, it, it's, it's what makes them all great because they get their moment and mm -hmm. um, you can't hate on these characters unless, I mean, like, unless that betrayal uh, theory is yeah. true, but um but yeah, I mean, like, if anything, the only character that I'm just like, is, um, I can't pronounce her name either, but the invisible girl, 
Like she's just kind of oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she is, but she isn't, right? I like that. Right. Um, what what is fantastic, and I had a point, and I just lost it. I can't remember where I was going, but that's neither here nor there. Um, going to some of these characters that we haven't talked about. So when you think of like side characters or supporting characters, um, we, we got to take one A out of here. You know, we've got to take people like Endeavor out of there. Uh, what was it, Hawk? No, it wasn't Hawks. What was the dude that was helping Endeavor? I can never remember his name. Um, at the end of the last episode, he was giving him his feathers. Was it Hawks or was yeah, it, it Hawks? Okay, yeah. yeah Hawks. Um, so we'll take like those big characters out, right? Um, what are some of your favorite supporting characters or characters that probably didn't have enough shine? We can throw Stain in there too because I, I want to talk about that character as well. Um, but one of those characters that I really, really love was Gang Orca. I put him in this level where he's such a badass, like mob level character. Um, and you think he's instantly a bad guy because of how he looks. Um, but that's just my opinion. What are some of your favorite like supporting role characters in this, in this series? Well, I'm going to base it off a little bit of the manga here. So yeah. um, no heavy spoilers, but uh, Mirko, she's the uh, rabbit hero. She was introduced in the, uh, the last season. Um, she's going to have a, a nice moment in the, uh, in the show once they get there. But definitely, you know, it's not, it's funny how like, it's not, when I think of it, it's not really so much the heroes, but the villains, man, because the yeah. villains are going to get their own arc soon. So I, I can't say too much on it, but when you learn like the villains and, and just uh, see their character development and see their perspective of what the hero society is to them, it just, it's very like, it's like, they're not really anti-heroes, but you see where they're coming from yeah. like, to them. Their justice is what makes them their version of being a hero but then the heroes to them are villains you know it's i never saw it like that before and, and we're so used to the black and white you know like these are good guys these are bad guys but when you see the how the villains are portrayed in my hero man it, it like to, like i said the manga right now like the way how they're doing it i'm sometimes i'm just like rooting for the villains i'm like man shigaraki better win you know so <laughs> like the the story is the the story writing or the writing is it's just so phenomenal man like i i can't say enough of it i can't praise horikoshi enough man like it's, it's it's like he's taken bits and pieces of every great anime and twisted it and was like all right this is what i got you know so it, it's it's yeah the, the villains man I, I i can't say without spoiling so um side characters and supporting characters are definitely some of the villains and then uh Mirko, who is one of the uh the, the the top heroes and yeah i mean there's i don't know if you've read um the the other manga series it's like a prequel sort of uh, my hero academia vigilantes vigilantes i i actually picked that up by accident because when i first saw this first season i was like you know what I'm going to do like I did with Dragon Ball. I'll watch the first, you know, few episodes of something, but I wanted to see, you know, if it was as good as it really was that first season of something. Right. Cause very rarely do you have lightning in a bottle. Right. And very rarely do you have lightning strike in a bottle two, three, four, five. I think they're up to like what volume 22, 23, 24, somewhere around there with the series. Um, so very rarely do you have something that continually hits the way the show hits. Um, movies are the same way. Comic books, they've always got something that always fall. The wheels always tend to fall off on something very, very quickly. Um, but for whatever it is, it's just the pace this dude's putting shit out. And with as fast as they're putting stuff out and just, just the manga alone, just as fast as they are putting it out and it to be as good as it is. And then it translates even better, you know, for me into a TV show um it's just like i said we've we've sat here we've blown this dude like 14 times at this point but i mean this dude is he's recognize us he's a, he's a fucking wizard man you know it's it's fantastic um and, and and what were some of your favorite episodes you know we talked about you know two of my my favorite episodes on, on your podcast but what were some of your favorite episodes on this show so far oh man first one that comes to mind um one that i will I, it, it's just it's so emotional so he's, it's when Deku saves Koda mm. when he fights muscular like that that was the moment I was like this is who Deku is man like he is like I get, I'm getting emotional just talking about like he <laughs> it's so raw so like he um it, it made that's what made me like turn like root for Deku I'm like this is a hero right here like he was willing to die on the spot for some kid um and you know fighting muscular like they, they showed the animosity of this villain man like how big he was physically how, how much more powerful he was 
grown ass man beating up some some minor you know like it, it was fucking wild that whole episode was just concentrated on them and then like you know the buildup of coda hating heroes because his parents died yeah. and ironically it was the the same villain that killed his parents that deku saved them from and just everything about that scene was just it was emotionally and and visibly just amazing to me and you know i go i go back and rewatch that clip from time to time i'm just like man i don't think nothing's topping this moment for me um but yeah just that episode and that moment in particular that's my favorite moment of my hero academia but another good episode that uh or at least i guess another good moment i can't say episode but another good moment was probably the kirishima fat gum fight oh yeah because you know just kirishima's development from being like because he was so prepared you know he's like i'm i trained i i got this new form i'm ready and then he just gets blown away by rapa another big villain you know and then he just learns to just like screw it toughen up and go and save fat gum and then you know the reveal fat gum he just loses all that weight i'm like oh shit man his power is so op like just absorbing all the fat on his body and then just using it and it's pretty much like all might's punch right there But yeah, that 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 fight, and then uh, yeah, and then Lamillion versus Overhaul, man. Like, like Lamillion yeah. sold me as one of the greatest in there. Dude, I was watching that. Like we talked about on yours, there was a few episodes where it got me right in the feels, and I was stressed out. Like I had all the stakes. Like this shit was real. Like there was two fucking dudes just throwing hands, and if the bad guy wins, we're all screwed as people, right? I was so I was in that mindset as like this shit is, this shit could be real or this shit is deeper. This, this shit is, it's, it's saying something. Um, and, and that episode where, you know, spoiler alert, Lemillion loses his powers um, or loses his quirk. Um, and the way he does it, where he does just like Endeavor did, he threw everything out there. The same thing that All Might did when his flame went out. It was very rarely, um, at least sober, do I, get to that level where I'm just like, Oh, I can, I can associate, you know, the pain or whatever it is with these characters. And I can really sit here and flush out and think, man, these guys were thinking this, or these guys were going through this because this was happening. Um, and you know, the endeavor scene, the red riot scene where he just hardened and just kept going, 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 just went hard in the paint. Then that Lemillion episode, it, it, it's just, it's amazing what they can make two-dimensional character and i said it on yours like two-dimensional characters into three-dimensional they gave him the heart the soul they gave him everything to 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 really like elicit a a response from somebody that was watching it and there wasn't a i don't it's funny i don't know which one hits you in the heart more whether it's lamillion or red riot or endeavor because they're all equally you know important they're all equally they need this story driven they need to finish out their story arc within these episodes um and they just nail it i mean like we're still sitting here blowing this dude at this point but it's just it's it's so it's so fantastic and and for them to just do this with cartoons it's unbelievable yeah like i I think it comes down to just like um being able to relate to these characters and again with the writing i don't know how he horikoshi does it man they just that's what I think it's what makes it seem so real because like when you when you see these characters striving for greatness or working so hard to do something you relate to that because as a you know as adults now we're we're in the like we're not we're not the students no more I, I I like to put it like that we're not the students no more we're we're the pro heroes at this point we got to strive to to be great so that the people following us can be great and I think you know when you see someone like Lamillion or Endeavor or All Might give it their all and, and, you know, sacrifice what they wanted for someone else. It just, it hits home. Yeah. You know, it very, like I said, very rarely do I just get that emotionally attached to something that just, that's not a Ninja Turtle. That's not Batman. It's, you know, it's not, you know, insert favorite superhero here. Very rarely do I, you know, put myself in a line like that. And it's just, like I said, it just goes to a testament of this man doing what he's doing and, I just hope it keeps going for as long as possible. I want this shit to go and I want to, I want to be dead, you know, 80, 90 years down the road type of thing, but I want to be dead in this show still going on. Uh, hopefully it's got the legs for it. If, especially if they keep going the way they're going. Um, but you brought up 
a show that I've never watched. And like you were with Ninja Turtles, please don't hate me. I've never seen a episode of Naruto. Um, oh man. And they're both ninjas too. So like I explained in, in yours, when we were talking about like the anime people, much like the comic book people, you know, that's not anime. That's not a comic book. That's not a superhero. That's not this, that, or the other. It's just them justifying why them why you like something and they don't like something it's just i don't fucking get it um but neither here nor there you know i just for some reason i just couldn't get into it like i've watched maybe a few minutes of it and my kids started watching it and he was like this is really good we should watch it and i'm like eh. he's like no 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 he's like trust me he's like this is good and i was like all right well you lied to me last time on something you said that was really good it was horrible he's like yeah, but that was that was a while ago. I was like, that was two months ago. He was like, well, I don't know what I was thinking, but this is really good. Um, so we're actually going to start watching that this week um, with uh, him going back to school and me going back to work and shit. So we're going to start watching an episode here or there. And we're about to finish up the new Animaniacs as well. Um, so we're going to have to have something to watch for. But what is it about Naruto that just strikes you so damn hard that this is your favorite, this is your ride or die show on manga? Um, well, definitely because of the manga, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard because I was, you know, like, like my hero, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of Naruto at first. Mm. Um, you know, I was coming off that hype train of Dragon Ball Z is the greatest man. No one's beating Goku. You know, like I, I was one of those guys. Um, and then I, for, I really, I kind of forgot how I got introduced to, to Naruto. I was, I think I was still in grade school or middle school somewhere like that their age i was young still um i had an uncle I, one of my uncle's younger brothers he's like a few years older than me he uh he introduced him to he he used to have like naruto on burned cds yeah and so he you know we watched it and then um you know it had like that 90s-esque kind of feel to when you watch the first couple seasons of naruto you can tell it has like that old school feel to it yeah. so i i watched it and then you know comparing him to excuse me comparing him to goku you know the orange jumpsuit blonde hair sasuke the blue black hair like vegeta i'm just like yeah you know same thing just ninjas and then i think uh it, it wasn't until the episode where naruto uh where they meet kakashi and do their exam with him where they learn about teamwork and then uh this arc here is uh the one that a lot of fans grew into naruto was uh their their fight with zabuza he's a, a swordsman um and that was like one of the first arcs that they really showed like death and uh, a change of heart for a villain and stuff like that so that that really just kicked it off for me and then uh, oh yeah and then you know the, i talked about the manga i i read a little bit of it and those weekly shonen manga jump or shonen jumps I, I used to get those so um but yeah yeah they, it just picked up from there and then um you know as i continued to watch it and then i i really picked up like once I finished that first Naruto, just a regular Naruto show. I had no idea, no idea that Shippuden was even like around. And then uh, I had a cousin from Minnesota tell me about Shippuden. I watched that. And then uh, um, I was watching the anime. And then I, I, you know, my uncle's younger brother, the one that had the burn CDs, he was like, you, you, you just uh, read the mangas on YouTube. Cause apparently they were doing that at the time. Yeah. So I would read the mangas on on YouTube and they had like background music playing and everything. So I got super hooked. And then by the time I knew it, I was caught up. And then I, I've been reading the manga before the show even ended. And uh, yeah, just, just Naruto, like just the, just the writing that Kishimoto does, you know, he, it, it's, I, I want to say it's like the catalyst to my hero because Naruto is the one that's like, you know he's he's hated and shitted on and he, he his character development is like work hard for what you want mm -hmm. you know and and, and don't and, and understand you, not just your opponent but like everyone's pain too and and i think that's what made naruto so different for me was because you know like like deku he he understood what it was like to be different and um i think that really resonated with me as a, especially being a young kid you know so I think I think that's really strikes home for me is because I I feel like I grew up in Naruto. You know, I was a kid when I watched him as a kid. Then I was a teenager when I seen him in Shippuden, and now with Boruto, his son series, Naruto's an adult. He's a dad. 
I'm around that same age. I could potentially have a kid too, but like I could be like that too. So I'm like, they, I'm practically growing up with Naruto, man. So that, that's why like, I think that's what makes it so personal for me. I think that's why I, I, I make, to me, it's the goat because it's, yeah. it, it's like you said, it, it, there's something about it that makes it just so human, but these are just fictitious characters. And then, you know, uh, the, you know, the jokes, like, you know, we learn more from anime characters than from real people. <laughs> But yeah, man, like just just the story itself, Naruto, it it really just resonated with me, and I think it was just the times, you know, like uh, teaching unity and 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 teaching to acceptance to 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 your comrades and, and understanding the villains. But even though like knowing what the villains are doing is wrong, but still understanding their version of justice. Like we talked about how shigaraki and the villain and the league of villains have their their version of what their justice is and and naruto there's a villain in there called pain and he's the the leader of the akatsuki which is the the main villain group uh naruto fights pain pain like wipes out naruto's village and naruto's like i'm gonna you know once i get up from off the floor i'm gonna come and kill you because you destroyed my village and pain tells him like well what makes it different from what makes your justice different from mine your village killed my village so i'm delivering that same justice to you i'm like what the fuck man like these villains are amazing so it, it's it's so good man like i get goosebumps hearing that even the english dub scenes like just hearing the the writing man it just like that scene was like man i at that point like there's this joke with naruto like it's all talk no jutsu like where he just talks to his opponents and then they go oh man i feel bad now i don't want to do it no more but like the, the joke was like pain was the first one to reverse like reverse uno card that to to naruto like he talked back and was like what are you gonna do about it like, my justice is the same as yours and naruto just shut up i was like damn man like it, it's some real shit it, it it's fantastic because we talked earlier in your podcast where we said we can really sit here and justify anything you know if i like i said go and steal food because my family's hungry i don't have money i'm gonna say i'm in the right because i'm doing something good but even though it's bad, I'm justifying it as being a good deed. Um, and we can all see that in characters. It's, it's no, like I said, nobody is hundred percent good or hundred percent bad. You know, there's gray in everybody. Right. And that's what makes characters or books, movies, TV shows. That's how we relate. Right. So we can see, be put in that position. When you think about it, like, Oh, I'm going to come here and destroy your entire village. You don't know why he's doing it. And then you ask him why he's like, well, I mean, your people came over and killed my people. So eye for an eye, you know, but then we start to think, well, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, right? Every, that whole proverb, that whole saying or whatever the fuck that's from is probably from the Bible or some shit. I don't know. Um, I hear it all the time, though. Um, you know, it, it really makes a sense like shit, man, when we sit here and think about it. There's not very much that's different between you and I as a hero or a villain. Um, it's just how we go about cohabitating together it's like how we get you know not so much along because we're at different ends or different spectrums or you think one way i think one way you know we're not going to change about change each other's opinions um we just got to find a way to you know work through the differences and when you can see you know strife in a character you can see you know characters having this inner turmoil whether it be with themselves with their people with their village with you know other villages um it just goes to show you like how human of a, of a problem this cartoon is really talking about. And when it goes and it talks about all this stuff, you know, it, you said it jumps from a kid to a teenager to an adult, Naruto in a sense. Um, you know, we've all fought like a kid. We've all fought like a teenager. And now we're thinking like an adult and we can sit here and associate any stupid idea we had as a kid was just inexperience. It was youth. It was, it was us thinking, you know, one way when we really didn't have the entire picture. We didn't know that our entire village slaughtered this, this guy's village, you know, and, and in a sense, we're doing that now in the real world, right? So with, with the whole, and I don't want to go down this conspiracy theory type of bullshit, but it is something to be brought up and how, when this is the first thing I thought of when you were, when you were telling me this, um, you know, in, in Marvel, the Iron Man, right? Tony Stark was nuking or not nuking. They were using his missiles to just destroy cities. And I think it was age of Ultron with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch he was like, we hid under a table with your name on a missile for three fucking days, waiting for it to blow up. You know, we, in a sense, or Tony, in a sense, created this evil. 
because he was doing what he thought was right by selling, you know, these goods to a government agency. You know, we saw it with the Iraq war, a war that we were never going to win. You know, it doesn't matter what they say. We've lost more men. You know, I've lost more friends, more family members. You know, I've lost just more brothers and sisters out there in a sense that, you know, we're going to fight a war that was just over difference of opinion or difference of how somebody thought. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking I'm, I'm fucking just shooting the shit at this point, it's really not. I mean, it, it's, we saw something that, that we thought was bad, but we tried to take advantage of that. Right. So we're making our enemies, right. It's not so much we're making enemies now, but we are, but we're making future enemies. We're making kids that are growing up that their dads, their moms, or their friends were killed by a drone um, in the same light as Naruto's village came and destroyed that other guy's Payne's village. Um, we're doing that in the world. And I, for me, I can automatically sit there and go, I'm going to watch the show Naruto now because I can sit here and see everybody doing this shit. It's, it's, you know, you don't have to, well, what are they saying in, in Iron Man? It's like, uh, you just got to be the guy with the bigger stick or some shit like that. You don't have yeah. to have the best weapon. You just got to be the guy with the bigger stick. Um, you know, it, it's like weird world, uh, real world problems brought into an animated sequence and then you're easily you're able to recept it and digest it a little bit better than, you know, seeing drone footage of us bombing some country or, you know, some some kid, both of his parents are dead because we dropped bombs. You know, it's just something like that. I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to get on this. I was in the military, so it's it's not like I'm a part of that that era or that 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 way of thinking. But it's just like when you take a step back and you look, you're like, shit, man. These guys are taking world, real world problems. They're putting them into a book. They're putting them onto a cartoon show and they're making it sound like we are not being talked down to as kids. And I think that's what connected so much for me with some of these cartoons is we're not sitting here being talked down to. We're not being talked to like we're an idiot kid. We're being shown real stuff, but it's up to us to sit here and kind of receive it. Think about it, regurgitate it. And then and, and looking at it with adult eyes, it, it, it's, it's scary and it's shocking, especially when this stuff was on like what Nickelodeon Cartoon Network that back in the day Naruto was. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy when you sit here and think about it. You know, probably as a little kid, I couldn't have put those I couldn't have connected those dots like a serial killer. You know, I couldn't sit here and draw one string to the next to sit here and say that. But, you know, going through the experiences I've went through and seeing what I've seen, I was like, I can connect now because it's happened in, in the real world. It's happening right now in real life. You know, you destroy one to, to bring up another but you're creating a never ending cycle of hate, a never ending cycle of, of, of just destruction. Right. And it's breeding the same sense. It's I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And then at the end of the day, it's like, why, why the fuck are we doing this, man? Like, why, why can't we just go have a beer? Why can't we just go smoke a joint? Why can't we just sit here and, 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 you know, collaborate if you will, no pun intended. Right. You know, so I like, Everything you just told me about this show is going to be the reason I go and watch this show with my son now. So I'm glad we at least talked about that. And then we got something else to watch. Cause like I said, he was telling me how great it was. I was telling him he was full of shit. Um, but you know, you telling me some of the stuff, it, it's an eye opener in a sense. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you, with, with you though, like Naruto, it, it is pretty lengthy for mm -hmm. like an anime. Plus there's fillers too. So, uh i wasn't too big on the fillers so that's why i read the manga <laughs> yeah. so um but yeah i mean just i think once you get through like the main story and kind of just get the grasp of who the characters are and especially just the relationships between these characters uh i think that's what makes it again that's what makes it for me the greatest of all time like yeah. the, the series itself it's like you said man real real world problems in, in this anime like like as an as an adult now when i look at it i'm just like man like it, it's it's so true and then as a kid you don't notice that stuff yeah. um you know but a little tangent here like another anime though uh, i don't know if you've seen it but if you like that real world stuff is a uh, attack on titan i knew you were gonna say that show um i just watched the first episode last night my my tech guy larry um, my, he comes over all the time and then, uh, he's like my kid's uncle type of thing. Right. So I've, I've known him since shit, like 2007 era, you know, we played on the same basketball team, you know, we've been friends forever. Um, and my kid kept hounding him. He's like, when are you going to watch my hero? When are you going to watch my hero? I was like, don't, don't, you know, pester Larry anymore because he's not going to watch it. I've been trying for the last eight months, whatever it is. 
And he looks at me, he's like, you know what, Hayden, since, since you asked me to watch it, I'm going to go ahead and watch it. I'm like, man, fuck you, Larry. I was like, I've been asking you for months. My kid asks you one time. I was like, <laughs> you're going to watch it now? And he was like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll watch the first season of, uh, of My Hero if you watch the first season of Attack on Titan. I was like, all right, done. I was like, I got a pretty busy week this week, you know, um, but I'll, I'll watch at least the first episode uh, coming up on Sunday. Um, three days later, he's finished the entire series and he's telling me he can't wait. Um, so we're going <laughs> to, um, we're going to, we're going to do an episode. He's got this, uh, tier ranking, um, app. I can't, it's probably like tier list or some shit like that. So we're going to do an episode with him and my son. Um, so all three of us, and we're going to sit here and we're going to rank our favorite episodes, our favorite characters. And then like, my kid is a fucking sponge, right? He's 10 and he'll sit there. I'll, I'll say something. He was like, yeah, but that didn't happen. I was like, what? No, no, it hundred percent happened. He's like, no dad, this happened. And then this happened, this happened. You're confusing it with this, this, and the other. And I'm like, motherfucker, this kid is way too fucking smart. He makes <laughs> me like an idiot. <laughs> so, um, but yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that episode. Um, and it's just, I don't want to go back down the, my hero uh, rabbit hole. Cause we'll just sit here and talk and blow this dude consistently again. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really going to look into it and, and I'm, I, I like the first episode of attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on Titan though, like what made it that that first episode is what made me get hooked. That shock factor right there, and, and I think more animes are gonna try to. I think a lot of anime now are that they're doing that, adding a little bit more of a twisted feeling to it, like yeah. giving you some sort of false hope. But over like Attack on Titan's uh, final season air, or the premiere starts, I think next week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it, if you're into like the the conspiracy stuff and like just um how can i word this but like it's like there's a quote in there where one of the captains tells the main character he's like like who are the real enemies here and you know like that's that's the question man i'm like oh shit you know so attack on titan is just more than what it seems you know then they set it out to be um but uh they i forgot the writer's name already the manga is almost done and I'm afraid I'm afraid to get to these last pages, man, because I know that once this series ends, it's going to be the end of something that I loved for so long, you know, and like I'm like slowly reading these last few pages here and the, the chapters are wrapping up because I think like uh, the, the writer, he only has like he, he claims that there's like one or two percent left of the series. And I don't know what to expect, because if like, you like Game of Thrones, yeah. then that's exactly what it is. You're going to see some deaths and some characters that you might hype up for and they die so like <laughs> you can't stand anyone <laughs> in the show uh and, and the same goes for like a uh, demon slayer too i don't know if you, you've seen demon slayer that's another one that everybody tells me i should be watching yeah demon slayer was was caught me by surprise man uh because it, it's, it's funny because when, when I watched Demon Slayer, I just finished watching the show Goblin Slayer. And, and Goblin Slayer is like for those D&D fans. Uh, I feel like lowlies and shit like that. Um, that. That's for you guys. But yeah, I was like Demon Slayer right after Goblin Slayer. Like it could, they couldn't come up with anything more creative, you know. So I, I gave it a shot. And I, I think what really hit home for me for, for Demon Slayer was the family aspect. Um, I think that's something that hasn't really been... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's other animes out there that do it, but for me, this was like one of the very few that I, I've seen. That I was like, damn, you know, like there's no like hero esque or like like a primary. I mean, like there's the protagonist, but like it, it it didn't have that like good guy versus bad guy kind of thing. It's just really about a boy trying to save his sister and yeah. you know and his and 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 then just to save his to save his family and they really uh imply like family dynamics and and you know the love for family what you would do for that and, and friendship and stuff like that it, it's similar but it's not there's something just different about it and um i, I the manga finished earlier this, this year and the movie is going to drop in, in in the states sometime next year so you know i was watching that i they, they they had a uh, a Deku moment to like how Deku fought muscular. There's episode 19 of Demon Slayer, man. Like that that one, I legit teared up watching that one. I was like, damn, it was so emotional. The music and, and the and the uh, I forgot what's Ufotable. I think that's the animation studio. Like 
their animation it's so good like they, these guys have a crazy budget for what they're doing for just the show um but demon slayer was like one that that really stood out to me too and uh yeah, I mean, like these are more like mainstream animes, but there's a reason why Demon Slayer is at the, is one of the tops right now, man. Because like, folks are loving this shit. Like, I think last year's manga sale records, I might be wrong, but like they they were putting One Piece at competition, and One Piece is a long running anime series yeah. too. Yeah, um, when when I started going down this anime route, because I once we finished My Hero, I, I wanted to watch something else with my son. Um, and there was a few that came up Naruto, of course, uh, the last airbender, which I still haven't seen the entire series. I've seen, you know, I think the first season at this point, or maybe half of the first season. Um, and what is it like Hunter X Hunter or some shit like that? Or, um, Hunter Hunter, something, I don't know, something along those lines. Everybody says that yeah. one was really good. Um, the demon one is the one you brought up as well and attack on Titan. Um, it's just what I've found these days is there's so much content out there um, and it's so hard to just retain information, let alone get onto something new. Um, but I've got my little notepad here and I've already written down um, Attack on Titan because I have to I have to follow through and watch at least the first season um, because I made the deal with Larry. He had to watch the first season of My Hero and he banged out the entire fucking series, the prick. Um, so <laughs> he, he just had to, he just had to show me up at this, at this point. Um, you know, but I, uh, I think for you, the attack on Titan season one, hmm. um, I think you'll enjoy it because yeah. there's a lot of mystery to it and the way how they finish it off to lead on to season two and beyond. Like it, it's, it, it, at least for me, it, it kept me wanting more. Like yeah. I wanted to find out the secrets. So I think that's, what's going to most likely draw you in is like, the, the what plot holes they leave behind and stuff like that just connecting the dots yeah i i'm i'm looking forward to it i watched the first episode i'm gonna have to watch it again um i had a few too many too many edibles and then a few too many joints and i just i was i was spacey i was like oh this is gonna be great and then i'm like oh i don't remember shit um <laughs> it's, it's even there um so as we're starting to wind down here man uh i always like doing this in some way, it's the same question, really, but in the same sense, it's really not, man. So when you sit here and you think about everything that you really love, right, from Naruto to My Hero um, to just anime in general, manga, you said you started out with comic books. Um, looking back on what you've done over these last two years, right, with this podcast, um, what are your goals for, for, for progressing? What do you want to accomplish when it's all said and done, when you've, you know, you've pushed up your microphone up or down, depending on how you have your microphone for the last time, you know, you've done your last podcast, you've done your last YouTube video. What do you want your lasting impression or what do you want to feel or accomplish with podcasting? Oh man, that is a great question. It's some deep shit, man. We got some, yeah. we got some inspirational philo philosophical shit, if you will. So yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty deep question. Uh, you know, honestly, I've never really put much thought into it because like how I am right now, I kind of just did everything on my own. Uh, mm. But if, if the time came to where like I had to really just my last episode and look back at my life's content here that I'm making, whether it's, the next year or whatever whatever happens um i think really i just want to leave the impression of being able to fully express myself yeah. you know um i'm a big bruce lee fan and and, Fantastic. and bruce lee's you know express yourself the way how he quotes that and, and you know to express yourself through your art and to to keep practicing and and, and be like keep, water yeah and to keep working at something you know and and something about Bruce Lee's philosophy has been always inspiring to me. And I, I, I you know, especially being Asian too, and, and, you know, seeing his life work, him dying young like that. And then Brandon, Brandon Lee, his yeah. son, you know, rest in peace to him too. They died. He died young too. And, you know, and, and Shannon Lee is carrying on their work, but I, something about Bruce Lee, man, he, that really motivates me to kind of just like leave, an impression on the world to kind of even if no even if it's a few people to leave an impression on on my audience to know that you have to really just be yourself you know i think for me growing up it was so hard to to really express who i was um that's why like now as an adult when i look at it it's it's very 
it's very funny because with podcasting, I'm these are like moments where I can truly just be myself. You mm-hmm. know, what, whether we're talking about anime or or you know mixed martial arts or or just podcasting in general, I I, I think you know recording these moments is what I want people to kind of just remember me by. And I, and I, I take it super seriously and, and uh, yeah, just being able to just fully express myself and leaving no regrets behind. Um, not, I, Cause I, I guess for me, just, it's just like, I, I really wanted to just say something, you know, and I, I think, you know, for any podcaster out there who's, or any artist really, you know, I, I may not be a professional podcaster or artist or something but at least i'm doing something that i want you know and 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 it's it's more than just a passion you know whether there's income or no income i'm not regretting making these i'm not regretting doing this you know Mm. so i think that's what really that's what it really comes down to it's it's a it's a beautiful message to really end on um you know i'm in the same boat man i I want to say stuff. I want to have a voice, but the main thing, like when I really sit down and think about it, podcasting, it's talking, it's having conversations. This is what civilization was built on. Civilization was built on bread, sitting down with somebody, whether it was close, far, like we're doing now, man, you're in Detroit. I'm in Florida. Um, and in breaking bread, no pun intended with people, just seeing how people think, how, how people work out issues, how, how people, get through day to day. Um, and for the longest time, and I said, I said on your podcast that I was afraid of releasing an episode because I, I just didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I sounded, you know, I'll sit here and stutter or I'll bring something up, just, you know, stupid insecurities. And then I really thought about it and I was like, man, you know, whether it's tomorrow or a hundred years from now, hopefully I get lucky enough and I can make it to a hundred. Um, you know, you never know when, your time really is to go whenever that fucking punch card is punched, man, you get a clock out regardless of if you want to or not. Um, and if there's one thing I could really do, cause my biggest fan really is my son. My son listens to all my episodes. Um, you know, and I, I'm going to love cause YouTube will be here for longer than I'll ever be here. Um, you know, as long as, as long as YouTube just doesn't go out and start raping puppies or, you know, selling crack to fucking two-year-olds or, you know, doing just stupid shit like that. Um, they're going to be around forever, you know, and for somebody like my son to come back, you know, after I'm gone, you know, hopefully it's fucking a long way away. Um, but to sit here and for him to hear how much I go on about him during these podcasts, because he, he always comes up and at least you know, two times an episode, but for him to really sit there and, and hear, you know, like how proud I am of him or how much I love him. Um, or, you know, just how everything I've done, I've done for him and my wife, um, and everybody else in my family. Um, it, it, it brings a smile to my face. I sit here and think like, man, you know, regardless of what I sound like, regardless of what I would look like, regardless of what I talk about, I, I fucking started out doing this shit because I want to talk about Ninja Turtles. I want to talk about the people that shaped my, my fandom, my pop culture, my geek, my nerd, whatever you want to call it, whatever you call yourself, whatever you classify yourself. Um, I got to do it. And, you know, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether one person listens or whether a million people listen, I don't know. Um, I'm having fun doing it. And what fucking George said last night, it's passion over, you know, profit. Um, and, and this has been probably the deepest I've ever been on, on any episode because we got to flush out a whole bunch of ideas. We spent roughly about two hours worth talking um, and it's, we've never met before, you know, we've talked a little bit on, you know, Facebook messenger and all this other shit when we were setting everything up, um, you know, but it's nice to know that no matter where you're at, no matter where you come from, no matter what you look like, what you sound like, you know, whether you rep Naruto or Dragon Ball Z or my hero, or you're a magic fan or you're a Pistons fan. I still remember the malice at the palace. It's one of my favorite memories <laughs> growing up. Um, seeing, seeing fucking metal world peace back in the day. It was Ron Artest boys and girls getting fucking Gatorade, just splash thrown in the face. And then a fucking ruckus just ensues, you know, all of these times, you know, are captured, on TV. Right. And these guys are professional athletes. I'm not like you said, you know, one day I hope to be a professional podcaster, you know, we're doing it now. So we might be amateurs in a sense, but you know, Bruce Lee always said, man, and I'm a butcher this phrase, but he wasn't afraid of that dude that threw 10,000 kicks, 10,000 different kicks. 
he was afraid of that motherfucker that's going to come out and he's thrown one kick 10,000 times. That's the dude he's, he's, he's really worried about, man. And it's the same thing in a sense that if you put in the hours, if you got the passion, if you've got the love, if you've got, you know, the it factor, if you will, the magic, magic, right? If you got that, eventually everybody will come around. And, and regardless if you have a thousand people or a hundred people, you're still making an imprint, right? You know, so like I said, when I sat out to do this, it was just for that one thing, but your, your emotions, your thought process, how you break shit down really changes um, as you go on. And at the end of the day, man, if I don't do more than a thousand views, who gives a shit, man? Cause my son's going to sit back here and he's going to look at this and he's going to smile whenever he sits me. He, he probably shaking his head now. Cause he's like, ah, oh, dad, you don't ever shut the hell up, you know, but he's going to sit here and see <laughs> or hear me, you know, in a different light other than just dad. It's me, you know, bragging about my kid. It's me, you know, being happy to be a father. It's, it's me talking real shit with people that are real regardless of if they're a voice actor or a fellow podcaster or the fucking trash man down the street. And that's not diminishing trash men ever. We need trash men. We need trash women. Um, you know, if somebody's got something interesting to say, if somebody's got something they want to talk about, I want to talk to them. Right. I love talking to anybody and everybody that just wants to talk, man. It's the easiest thing we can do. It's the best way to bridge a gap, man. It starts with food. It goes to movies. It goes to pop culture. You're into what I'm into. Oh, fuck, man. We're friends now. Right. So it's, it's crazy um, what just talking can do, what listening can do, what interacting with people you've never met in real life before can do. And like me and like you, I mean, it's, it's, we're having fun. We're doing something that, we get to show a side we probably don't get to show very often. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, I got Ninja Turtles all over my arm, you know, so <laughs> I've got the Iron Giant on the top of that, you know. I got I've, a Naruto shirt right here. Uh, yeah, Itachi. I'm, I'm wearing fucking E.T., right? With a Batman <laughs> hoodie and a magic hat. I mean, if you look around, everything is so diverse, like people we talk to, right? You know, and if I can say anything, man, this has been a very fun conversation, Um I got to find a way where we can do this like once a month where we just fucking sit here and we just chit chat. It doesn't have to be about anything in particular, man. We can do the same thing we're doing now, or we can just shoot the shit on fucking zoom call. We don't even have to record it and put it up. It could be for us, man. This is a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time for me today, man. Um, and as we wrap it up, is there anything that you'd like to say, plug the fuck out of your social media, tell people where <laughs> they can go and find Ricky, man. All right, so you guys can find my stuff at Spoiler Force Podcast um, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. It should all be under Spoiler Force Podcast. Uh, and yeah, I'm slowly doing um, live episodes, so it'll that those will be uh, on Facebook and Twitch. Uh, my Twitch channel is uh, Twitch.tv/slash Ricky Vang. Um, and yeah, you can find my my podcast on audio on all major podcasting platforms. You know, preferably Apple Podcast, Spotify uh google play or google podcast and soundcloud and all that stuff but yeah i mean just as long as you look for spoiler first podcast um i i think it means a mouthful but it's definitely one that you could just look up and find um but yeah and you know julian i want to say this too man thank you so much for for this collaboration man like this was your idea that to to do this and so I, i i give you this credit man because honestly dude like i did not think it was gonna be this fun yeah, like I'm not saying that it wasn't fun, but I was like, because I've never done this before. So the yeah. the angst kind of was like, oh, I don't know how this works. But now that I know how this works, man, this this was great. You know, we we talked about so many things, and like you said, man, it's just finding common ground. I think you do such a good job at that, especially coming from like a chef's point of view, mm-hmm. cooking food for everyone. You know, so you have a great base of just understanding other people. Yeah. Um. So I I. I really applaud you for that you know for for being able to to speak so well on uh, for your podcast and I, I i hope to see more of your content man like i said when i when i saw your stuff dude i was just like wow man this this guy this guy is doing something something different that stands out and and uh, I, I tell a lot of the other podcasters that i work with too man like i'm i'm watching you guys you know because you don't know who's gonna pop yeah there, there's the whoever you're working with they might blow up mm. the next day and yeah. because you were nice enough to, to just work with them or vice versa, like you never know the opportunities might be there. So, you know, I, I thank you for this, man. Like it, it's, it's been great. 
I'm, I'm going to end it with this. And it's really two things. One, the way I end every podcast is I smack the shit out of my mic. And something I heard on another podcast, I think it was Chris Jericho was talking about Ozzy, man. He's, he was talking about Ozzy was like, always be kind to people on the way up because you never know who you're really going to run into when you come back down, right? Everything goes in ebbs and flows. Everything's got peaks and valleys and crests and all this other shit, man. So there's room at the table for everybody. You just got to make a little room, slide your chair over, get a little tight, man. And everybody can sit at the table. There's room for everybody to eat. Right. Um, And like I said, man, this has been fun. I want to do this again sometime soon, whenever your schedule clears up. Um, I've got some heavy, not heavy hitters, but I got some, you know, not bigger guests because I don't want to diminish the guests, but I got, I got some, you know, some big things happening soon. Uh, I got a whole bunch of plays and I never like to say who I'm putting out next because it's always just a crap shoot. Like somebody's like, Oh man, I wish I could hear somebody that was in guild wars too. I was like, Oh shit. I got a couple people that were in guild wars too. Let me just release those <laughs> and see what happens. Um, you know, but nonetheless, man, he's been Ricky. I've been Julian. This has been what's in my head and we are out of time. Thank you again, Ricky. I appreciate you coming on. I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, same here, man. Thank you so much, man. No problem, buddy. Thanks again for checking out the What's In My Head podcast. If you're digging what you're hearing, leave us a five-star rating. That will help other fans of animation and pop culture find the show. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button, tell a friend, and I'll see you guys and gals next week. Good night.